Hello everyone, this is Ronnie Romero and you are watching CMS TV. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and I am thrilled to be talking to this guy today. I am a fan. You should be a fan, and probably a lot of you are, whether it's from Phenomenon or Shy or Lionheart or, you know, this guy This guy does a lot of great music. He's doing his own great music right now. He has a new release called The Last Man on Earth. I hope he's not the last man on Earth, but he's certainly one of the last great vocalists on Earth. He is the one, the only Mr. Lee Small. Lee, how are you, man? I'm fine. Good to meet you. How are you? you I'm good, man. It's good to good to talk to you, man. And um, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. Sure, I'm thrilled to have you on, man, because I'm a fan first and foremost. Oh, I'm you. I am bless absolutely you. a fan. Love phenomenon. Love this new record a, a ton. Big fan of Lionheart. So for me, this is easy. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, this is an easy call. But um, let's let's get right into the last man on earth, man. Great record and. Thank you. Obviously, you know, you know, as well as I do your reputation, as well as your own ability. You're, you're one of these elite, elite singer guys, you know, that, that are out there. So, you know, that that's you lovely, know. Man. thank you. Uh, with that said though, for a guy like you that does a lot of different things, how do you push yourself to do better? And what do you push yourself to become better in is it singing or is it more the songwriting aspect i mean what is it that pushes you to keep going you know i mean each each year as i get older you know i mean as any any i suppose um aging singer you know no 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 i'm in my mid 50s these days you know and mm. so any you know any any singer has been doing it you know what they call a veteran i suppose i get thrown into that a little bit now sure. you know and it gets it gets more difficult with age, you know. So I mean, the 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 the, the to me the the problem is, you know, your your voice changes over the years, and and to keep getting up there and doing the things you do, you know, as you as you get older, everything gets tougher to do, you know. So that's a that's a challenge in its own, you know, to 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 de- find new ways of of be able to push yourself and 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 bring the best out of you. But I think. It's it's down to the material, really. I mean, if I connect with the material and I hear something, you know, that's 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 the big enough push for me, really. To to, to you know, if I'm into it, I always give my my best, you know. Sure. Well, it, 
it definitely sounds like you're into it with this new record, The Last Man on Earth. What jumps out at me, just as a fan listening to it, is more than any record or release that I can think of that you've performed on, this is the most diverse musically I think you've ever gone. There's a lot of lot of songs that feel just different. You know, it's not just straight AOR or straight yeah. rock or straight metal. There's, you know, almost some shuffle stuff in here and some some almost bluesy type stuff that's all mixed mixed around mixed in. in here. You yes, know, so yeah. talk a little bit about that, man. When the songs themselves, how did this come together for you? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I, to be honest, I co-wrote the whole album right. um, with um, an Australian guy, and um, his name is, he, he basically lives in, in L.A. Well, he's just okay. moved from L.A. When when we recorded the album, he was in L.A. He's just moved to Texas now, but uh, a guy called um, Son, Sony Steven. Okay. And, uh, and and we we, cho- we we talked on the on the net, you know, and um, we bandied a few few things over and um and i really connected with his music do you know what he was doing and he, he was writing he's writing music like i can't write anymore like i used to be able to write but you know i i, I can't kind of you know so together we just we really fused this record really you know and um and and i really hit it off with his you know and we with, with his music and um he just gave me he gave me so many different things that I just turn around and go right. I want to use that piece. I want to use that, and then we we kind of mold them into what we want to do. Do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a section. You know, in, in for instance, uh, uh, the Nakatomi heist. What finishes the the record? Um, that initially, the what we used in the verse was just a, a little refrain thing. What he got in the original in his original uh, written demo. You know, and sure. I went straight away. I went. I, I want to use that for the the verse. So he's just chopping and, and, and you know, I'm keep bouncing things back and, and and stuff like that. And um, and that's 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 how, how the format of, of of writing really with, with with the songs became, you know. But but obviously he connected with um with, with I mean I'm a big massive Doobie Brothers fan, Michael McDonald. Sure. You know I love Toto as well, and I love all that sort of stuff. And he was you know, and he, he kind of was into the same sort of stuff. So together we could get. You know, there's nobody apart from those bands. There's nobody really doing that sort of stuff anymore. And I, I wanted this album to have a real retro '80s vibe to it all. Do you know, mm-hmm. and and I just didn't want it to just be the kind of the the standard AOR stuff. I wanted to bring to me that was just an an important sound of the '80s, especially, sure. and it was an important sound to to myself. And I wanted to to bring that into it. And and, and I think the whole as you mentioned, the whole you know sounds fuses together, and I think it, it makes they all belong together on the record. You know, sure they do. And and you know what's interesting, and unless this is wrong, I read on on in your bio that you recorded in numerous places. You record in L.A., you record in Texas, you record in London. Did the yeah, did the going. Did, there's did a lot that... been done. Yeah, I mean, this is it. There's a lot been, you know, basically because the players we got on here and whatever. I mean, uh, you know, all my vocals re- was recorded in London. Everything okay. was recorded there. Um, Sony recorded a lot of his music in LA. Um, we've got on the record. We've got. I mean, there's some great players on this album. Sure. You know? And um, I, I was really, you know, humbled by the the guys who who who've helped me out on this. You know, and I mean, for instance. Um, we've got um, Edu Cominato on the on yeah. uh, playing the drums, 
and um, and he's for for all the people who know him, he's 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 basically worked with Jeff Scott Scout, uh, Jeff Scott Soto for right. a long time, but he's also the drummer for um, uh, Jeff Tate, the mm-hmm. former Queensrÿche singer, you know. Sure. And um, so all all the drums was recorded in Brazil, you know. Okay. So <laughs> so there's everybody, and that you know, there's uh, Mika Gronlund's on some of the guitars. He's in Finland, so he was recording. He's there. You know, we've got some European players on there. Tommy Denander's on there, I think, in, in Sweden. So every, this, literally, this record has been made all over the world. Literally. Sure. Sure. Do you like do you like recording like that? I mean, you're you're one you of know. these guys that grew up in a room, getting a yes. room, get four guys and bash it out. <laughs> now it's school. like, I'll take this, and, and now I'll get this email, <laughs> and I'll mix it with this and line it up. You know, yeah, do you yeah. like recording that way? Or is you it know, just the, I, I, originally, I hated it, you know. Okay. Because, as you say, I'm, I'm, I've always been used to, you know, you and the band, and you're locked in a, in a room writing the songs, and, and then you get to the studio, and obviously – you know, like any any van, you know, you, you end up whatever songs you had written in the old days and whatever, you get to the studio and you'd start rewriting them again when you're actually in the studio, finding sure. out what really works and what doesn't. And I used that was the that was the way to, to record, you know. But this new technology, the way the world, the way it's became over the last I don't know, 15, 15, 20 years and whatever, you know, this is probably the, the only way really what most records get done these days. Sure. And, I, and initially I didn't like it, but I've really got to enjoy it now, to be honest, you know. Sure. Is the adjustment, and I'm, this is as a failed drummer that never sang, you know, is the adjustment for you as the singer that when you get a part back, you throw it to, to Edu as an example, and he brings it back. It's not what you envisioned because he's a million miles away from you doing his thing. And then, and then do you have to adjust what you did vocally? Not necessarily only around the drums, but maybe probably more around the guitars and the riffs. Do you find yourself, you get something back. It sounds a little different. And then you feel like you have to adjust what you already laid down to fit it. Sometimes, yes, you know, sometimes and 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 you know, obviously these guys will play the stuff and 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 like what's happened on this really, they've changed the, the record for the better, you know. Sure. Each song when people are laid the parts down, you know, they've changed for the better. And then the the good thing with this record is, I mean, we've had a long time to live with this and I've had a long time to live with the songs. So, okay. you know, a, a lot of it, because I've had that luxury, um, I have been able to change things as as certain parts have gone down, you know, thinking, well, you know what? I can hear that different now. I can hear this different now. And and even Sony, you know, it'd say to me with a with, with the vocal line as well, you know, he'd say, you know, it it'd say, Oh, could this what I've done with this, and he'll just do a quick melodyne thing, you know. And he says, mm-hmm. What do you think of that? And I go, Well, yeah, I could I, you know, that's that's great. I wouldn't have heard that. And then I go and re-sing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Obviously, I won't want to be. I, I don't do that. If I no, can, not a tune no, guy. Can, you know exactly. You know, if I, 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 you know, but you know where the idea the idea has come from him. Even though mm-hmm. I'm the singer, it's come from him. And so, so uh, you know, that's that's been the beauty of this. You know, it's it's been a kind of a blank canvas, and and things get changed, and um, for the for the better, really. Sure. Excuse me. No, I'm good. Get a drink of water, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. That's the singer in me, man. I do that much talking, that much singing. Right. I'm constantly dry all the while. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Half man, half fish. <laughs> exactly. Well, Lee, let's let's talk, since we're talking production a little bit, let's talk about the production of this. 
Yeah. This is old school eighties in my here in my headphones. Absolutely. It's just booming, you know, big giant drum sound, big giant guitar sound. Yeah. I know that's on purpose, but that has to be when you first heard it, it just you just had to be overwhelmed with the sound, no? You know, absolutely, to be honest. I mean, you know, I've got um one of one of my but the basically the guy who's doing this is uh, one of my bandmates from the suite. And yeah. he's one of the most. He's he's the bolt on with the suite, and he's he basically he's the um, when we go out live, mm-hmm. he's the um, he, he'd be the keyboard uh, second guitar man and, and playing the keyboards live and whatever. But what he does for for his living really is he's such a great you know engineer and producer, and, sure. and he, he's doing that many sessions for up and coming bands. And uh, and this guy, he's only early twenties. He's got such an old head on him, you know. Wow. He's, he understands old school, you know. From it's almost like he's been born in the wrong era, you know. I mean, he's, <laughs> right? But but he'll get little fresh twists on the things as well. And it, and to me, he's, uh, the guy's, you know, he really is a, a, a little genius, you know. And uh, there was only one guy I wanted to produce this, and he's not. He's literally he's not left me disappointed, as you say, you know. I mean, every every mix he's come out with, he's just been. You know, he's been perfect, you know. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, Tom Corey, by the way. Tom okay, Corey. okay. Tom Corey. Okay. Excellent. He does a great job, but yeah. I'll tell you what, Lee, why don't we do this? Let's take a little break here and uh, give yeah. people a taste of some of your music. I'm going to play a little piece of end of the road, which is out there on YouTube. If people want to catch the whole song, they can get it out there. Mm-hmm. So we will take a little break. Uh, we're talking with Lee small new album. The last man on earth is out May the 26th. Make sure you get that. And um, we'll be right back in a minute, right here on Chris Aiken Presents. That was Lee Small at the end of the road. And um, not at the end of this road of this interview. We are back with Lee Small talking all about his brand new release, The Last Man on Earth, out on May the 26th. Make sure you buy it. Don't just stream it, people. Buy it. Help these guys out. You can stream it a million times and you give the guy a nickel. So for God's sakes, buy something. If there's something available, who's who's putting this thing out, Lee? Metalville? Is that right? It's Metalville, yeah. Metalville. You know, I'm 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 actually really honored, you know, that they've um they've they've backed me on this one to, to the to the to the the full, really. You know, I mean sure. yeah, I mean it's it's as you were saying there, you know, people can stream the stuff and whatever, you know, but there's nothing like actually you know, buying the piece of music and owning it. And what I love about this, what they've gone and done, I mean, uh, I've got one of the 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 guy who's done all the uh, the artwork. I mean, he's a guy called Christian Greatrex, mm-hmm. and he's done a, he's done an awful lot of work for UFO in the past. He's he's designed that many 
um, album covers for the the English rock band UFO, and and, and he's and a lot more other people as well, you know. But he's such a great um, uh, graphic designer, and he's just yeah. he's brought this thing alive, you know. And and it's you know with Metal Villa, I was saying they've really backed it. You know, he's he's basically they've they've done it um, in a beautiful digipack right. uh, with a you know so many pages in the booklet, um, and it's just it's just gorgeous. It really is a thing of beauty. And then they've also you know we're talking about wanting it old school, so we've gone we've gone complete retro as well, and um, and it's out on a limited edition uh, blood red transparent um, twelve inch wow. vinyl. Excellent with a, with a beautiful gatefold sleeve. And all the inner artwork inside the sleeves, and it's just—it it really is a beautiful thing, you know. And um, and it's—that's the sort of thing you can't get when you stream, you know. You want to, sure. you know. I wanted everybody to be able to sit there looking at the album like like you used to do when you was a kid, you know. You mm-hmm. sit there playing the music and reading the sleeve, and that was that was a part of the journey, you know. Sure. Well, that was the whole reason that we were into our bands. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I, I, I can Absolutely. only speak for myself. I'm 54, so I'm in in that same realm. And yeah. I mean, a new record came out. It didn't matter what it was. You were like, oh my God, Bob Clearmountain produced this or, oh, here's Kevin Shirley engineer. You know, you learned everything about it. That's it. And, and I honestly, you know, this is just my opinion. I'll ask you yours. I think that's what's missing today is we don't have connection anymore. And it's not just dollars, not just spending 15 bucks to buy a record. It's that connection. It's growing with the record as you're listening to it. The first time learning who the backing vocal was, but learning who added a drum track, you know, that it's just so throwaway now that it's just kind of secondary. Exactly. I totally agree. I couldn't put it any better myself. You know, you know, it, it really was, you know, you go back to the old old days, you know, and whether, whether you're talking vinyl, even CDs, you know, it's like when the CDs came out, you know, you, reading that booklet and, and you know, it you're a part of it. Do you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. a, it really is just as important as the music itself, if not more, you know, at times. Do you know, I mean, going back, to, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I'd sit there with things like Motorhead, No Sleep Till Hammersmith, you know, what they sure. recorded Hammersmith Odeon, you know, and, and, you know, I'd, I'd have that, you know, I'd have it on my turntable playing and whatever. I'd be looking at all the photos and you're there, you know, you're at the gig. Do you know what I mean? Even though you mm-hmm. wasn't at the gig, you're at the gig, you're a part of that, you know. And it is, it's, it's so, so special that. And, and, of course, with digital releases today, you've you've got none of that, you know. It, it's, yeah. it's, it does lose its soul, you know. Well, and it's so easy to forget it when you don't have it in your hand. That I and I find myself doing that too. I mean, I've yeah. I've got it all on my phone. I've got that's, you know, that's right, yeah. Same thing. And and I mean, an album comes out. It could be the biggest album in the world. It could be the Metallica record that just came out. Yeah, yeah. And great, it's Metallica. It's going to have a little bit longer memory because it's pumped into you. Yeah, yeah. But two weeks from now, it's not going to show on the home screen of Spotify, and therefore, yeah. it's going to. You know, there's no there's no big yellow album sitting on my desk to remind me. Hey, wait a minute, I got to go listen to this again. That's the thing. That's that's it. You know, all you get is a little thumbnail. Do you know what I mean? Of it, yeah, of it, of an album art. You know, which is which it's took a guy to design, and and nobody's going to even see that properly. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, you know, yeah. especially yeah. if your eyesight's as bad as mine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Lee, Lee, um, let let me ask you about one of the tunes on on the record, Revolution Road. What a song. Dan Reed obviously jumped in and um and uh did a duet with you on this. So talk a little yeah. bit about this song and about 
how and why Dan ended up on this song. Well, this 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 one especially. I mean, I you know, Dan Reed Network as a kid. I mean, uh, you know, I was just when I discovered when I discovered Slam when Slam just come out and whatever. Sure. I mean, I was just like I've I'd never heard anything like that, you know. And then I went straight back and discovered the first album straight after that, you know. And I and I was, you know. That that was Dan was one of my big influences. Really, I love what he did because that band, the Dan Dan Reed Network, had got a, a completely different sound. You know, they got the groove, they got the rock, and 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 the whole package. You know, it was just just amazing. So, of course, being a big influence, um, when I wrote this song straight away, I, it, to me, it had got Dan all over this song. Do you know, yeah. and I thought as soon as I heard it. So I knew a friend of mine who'd. Um, uh, I've met Dan some some years ago, but he wouldn't he wouldn't have remembered me at the time, you know. So, right. uh, a friend of mine had um, had just been working with him, you know, ironically. Okay. And I just said to him, I says, oh, you know, I've got this song. This has got Dan all over it. Can you get it? Get him to drop me a line, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see if he's interested in doing it, you know. So, so cut a long story short, I sent him the track, and uh, and he absolutely loved the song, you know, nice. and um, and. and and that's how he ended up on it, really. But and then when he when, he, when I got the vocals back, he loved it that much. He started. He was changing, helping me change the arrangement. He was, he played. He decided to play Moog on it, and he was playing this and the nice. little things on it, and what about? And it was just it was just incredible, you know. And uh, so um, all the end jam at the end of it, of the end of you know where it's got the dun, 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 you know, there's like mm-hmm. a, and then it goes into the end jam. That that was all done. Dan decided nice. to put all that in or whatever. And he just sent it great, you know, and he threw himself into the song because he loved it that much. So sure. It was a big um that was a big moment for me, really. And um oh, yeah. one that, of the that, bucket list tick, ticked off like, you know. I was gonna say that that made 15-year-old Lee Small really happy. It certainly right? did, mate. I, I'm still <laughs> pinching myself now. <laughs> I still can't believe he he wanted to sing it with me, but there you go. That's awesome, man. Well, Lee, you know, there's there's a not a lot. There's Actually, there's really a, a limited number of guys like yourself, and I'll put Jeff Scott Soto, maybe Johnny Gioelli into this category, guys yeah. that are always working and always in demand. And, you know, you guys are always, you know, I can pretty much count on getting some record with one of you guys in it on about every quarter, you know, about once a quarter, one of you three puts something <laughs> out, you know, that being said, how do you, and this is specific to you, how do you stay in that circle of in-demand guys without falling into that used too often category? Because there's there's guys like that too. Like there are, yeah. I, I'll put I mean, Romero without without you know yeah. any slamming of him at all. Great yeah. singer, too many bands, too many bands yeah. at once, you know, and I think it hurts him. Where I think you you have found that nice balance of you know, you, you do a couple of bands, but that none of them fall on top of each other yeah. and, and it sort of works. How do you stay in that category? I think to be honest, cause it is such a, a difficult one, you know, because I've worried about that myself, you know, and people have talked to me about that as well and saying, are you, are you overusing yourself? Are you being too mm-hmm. available for certain things? And I mean, you know, and, and maybe in my really early days, I probably did a little bit of that, you know, like sure. Glenn Hughes maybe did at the time and stuff, stuff like this, you know, and, and, um, I just, it, it is a difficult one to be honest, because we've, we've all got to survive and we've all got to work and it's knowing mm-hmm. what to take and what not to take, you know, but I think I've been lucky in the sense that 
um I've got, there's always a couple of years or something, you know, maybe two or three years before something will come out with me on. Sure. And and, it, and it's, it, it does break the momentum up a little bit, you know, and, and these days I have become a lot more choosy and, um, you know, I won't just take anything anymore. Do you know where if uh, being brutally honest, some of the stuff I took when I was younger, I did do it to pay my mortgage and things like this, you know, as you do, <laughs> right. because sure. you've got to have it. That's your income. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So I was a bit mercenary a little bit, but, but, but these days I, you know, I am a bit more choosy and, and if, you know, I'll only do it if I think I can do justice or, or if I'll, I want to do it. Do you know what I mean? I won't mm-hmm. just take something for the payday anymore. You know, it's right that's just pointless, you know, it's no, it definitely good. is. Well, you'd certainly you certainly didn't just take this uh this new solo record on just for the paycheck. It is fantastic. Thank it's you so the much. The last man on earth. Um, I'll tell you what we're gonna do, Lee. We'll wrap this one up by playing the um the video for the for the song The Last Man on Earth. But before we do that, uh, where should we tell people to go online to keep up with you or tour dates or the various bands or whatnot that you're involved with? Yeah, I mean, you, you can always check on my. Um, there's a Facebook page up there. There's a website up there um, called um, www.lee-small.com. Okay. I had to put the dash in because a Chinese supermarket had got Lee's Mall. <laughs> right. <laughs> true. So, I, so when that was that was put out, as one of us, that's a fact. That's true. Nice. So, uh, so lee-small.com. Uh, uh, also, you like say so you'll find me on Facebook. Um, and and Twitter and Instagram and I try and be uh, as available as I can on there, you know. But um, uh, obviously on the line art things, um, the sweet, you know, mm-hmm. the sweet Facebook and and things like that as well, and, and website. Um, but you know, I try and do I do the the Instagram more often, Twitter more often. I'm a little bit slow sometimes with a with, with my actual website. Sure. But but um, the Facebook, I'm I'm actually doing it a little bit more than I used to, do you know what I mean, these days. So, you know, I try and keep that updated as well, you know, so. Excellent. Well, one more time, the new album, The Last Man on Earth, it's out May the 26th. Um, We're going to wrap it up with uh, the video or a piece of the video from The Last Man on Earth. And Lee, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Anchor Presents. Thank you so much, Chris. All the best here. Thank you.